0: Cut, my hands. Cut, i had the feelings cut, like a sunshiny day
1: fun (laughs) dear god
2: anyways oh I'm sorry are we starting
1: no not yet now we're starting
2: (laughs) now the headphones are on put your listening ears on ka chick Mm. what's that smell
1: it smells like the weekly geekly Ugh. That Welcome. stank. Welcome. I hope you're smelling it too. Welcome to the weekly geekly. Ooh, that like was you nice. Would do, right? Yeah, that was <laughs> nice. I usually do it. That was cool. I like it. It was your version. Yeah. Of me. It was. <laughs> <I'm trying.
2: laughs> so weird. That, that was Dr. fun. Weirdo. It was. Thank you.
1: I'm Mikey Kolshane as always.
2: And I am Tori Kroll only sometimes.
1: <laughs> and today. <laughs> Today we're pretty giggly, but we're about to get real, real existential on your ass. No, we're getting serious. We're talking about the last 10 years of Marvel movies.
2: Marvelous, darling. Marvelous. Marvelous.
1: And it's been a great 10 years. I could say that myself. I, I just started when I was in high school, and it's not going to end with infinity war it's going to keep going and becoming new stuff but i want to see this completion of 10 years you know I've been waiting for so long and it's cool we're going to talk about every movie leading up to infinity war uh and if we saw it or not what we thought yep. and what it was about the, its connection to an infinity war and kind of give you guys the history leading up so you can listen to this kick back let us explain to you what's going on in our eyes and how we see it.
2: Grab some snacks, grab especially some during snacks. our commercials. You better take, take control of those commercials. Oh, yeah, we've got a couple lovely in, products to talk some about snacks.
1: today. Yeah. Today on the Weekly Geekly, we're going to start with the first movie. Which, we, we kind of laid these out based on the time in the universe, not when they came out. So, yeah. we'll start with the very first movie, which is obviously Captain America, the first Avenger. Starts off in the 1940s. Young kid, Steve Rogers, wants to be a big military guy. He's not, you know, he's just clumsy, small, whatever. He gets drafted for the secret, like, super soldier serum becomes Captain America, boom, origin story. Amazing. Red Skull was the villain, and I always found it curious that he never comes back in any of this. So maybe we'll see him coming back. Because they said like in the second part of Infinity War they're going to pull in a lot of villains, I think. Maybe. But uh, Captain America is the very first one in our line of movies. Uh, The next one, obviously, we would go with Iron Man. Iron Man was kind of the very first... I guess, phase movie in Marvel. It kind of set the tone for everything coming up. Yeah. Robert Downey Jr., a, a fucking amazing Tony Stark.
2: I feel like Iron Man was talked about heavily after it came Even before it came out. After it came out for quite a while.
1: Yeah. And like, think, it
2: surpassed other movies, really. It kind of, topic. like, set
1: the bar for superhero movies. They yeah. came out strong with Iron Man, and they I think did. that was a good idea. For He wasn't, like, the most popular character when it came out. He was popular in the comics, but, like... Right. I don't know. I I think if you were to talk about Iron Man before it would become a movie, people would be like, are you fucking crazy? Why would we make this? Because it's awesome. Like, just the story of it. And you get to see
2: the suit in real life. Well, not real life, you know, but, like, animated and actually in front of your eyes, not just on a page. Not that I don't love comics, you know. I love some comics. But but it's
1: awesome to see this stuff come to life. Exactly. And it was cool to see that in Iron Man and to see the suit evolve and to see his origin story and how he became literally Iron Man with the arc reactor in his chest and shit. That was fucking cool. I loved it. And it was cool how they did the little teaser scene with Sam Jackson and they talked about the oh, Avengers. So you knew Avengers was coming immediately as Iron Man was Can
2: there. we just all take a moment of silence for Samuel Jackson?
1: Why? He's not dead.
2: No, he's just awesome. All
1: right. Moment of silence for awesomeness. Go. <laughs> Yeah,
0: yeah
2: he's right.
1: awesome.
0: <laughs> he's <laughs> I
2: know awesome he's not dead. I just really am, like, I really am a big fan of Sam Jackson.
1: Oh yeah, me too. I oh fucking love damn. him, and I love that they worked him into almost all the like little cameo movies and all that and shit. just
2: almost all the movies. Yeah. In life he
1: could have had his own movie. Nick Fury could have, should have had his own movie in this whole like Winter Soldier area, but we'll get to that. Uh, The next one we'll count as Iron Man 2, and that kind of, like, brought in Tony Stark's horizons, you know? Yeah. And he kind of got tested in New Elements. This also introduced us more to Warhammer, who is Rhodes, his friend. Right. Then, uh, I'll I'll say this. uh, We're going to count Edward Norton's Hulk, and we're going to put it right after Iron Man 2. Okay. And it's kind of leading into that whole Avengers era, but uh, we'll count it. Even though Mark Ruffalo Ruffalo began... uh, Ruffalo. Ruffalo began as the Hulk (laughs) later on. We'll we'll count that one in the MCU as part of uh, canon.
2: Yeah. Uh, Did we... Now, we're just doing the movies, right? Yeah. Can we just remind everyone listening that... Just to let them know that shows do also fit into oh, the yeah. timeline. There's
1: plenty of shows in the Marvel Universe that Even work though, into this.
2: What are they called? The one-shot shows? or
1: One-shots, TV yeah. shows, miniseries. Or movies or whatever There's a lot called. of different media out there, but we're only going to cover the superhero movies today.
2: Because right. if we did all of them...
1: It would be a crazy episode. And you'd be like, what the fuck? We would have to be
2: like The Walking Dead and do season one And then like almost two two years later,
1: (laughs) (laughs) or something like that. Something crazy. Hell yeah. But okay. So Iron Man two Hulk. And then we go into Thor Thor one, which kind of brought out a different part of the MCU for the first time. We got something cosmic. We got to see Asgard. He got banished to earth. Like it was this whole, uh, finding yourself, getting rid of your arrogance, kind of an origin story with, uh, with, uh, Thor, yeah. And for me, I kind of fell in love with with Thor's character and with his background immediately. As, as soon as they started talking about the difference between magic and science and all that. And I thought that was cool to, for the MCU to start introducing stuff like that.
2: No. I get it. Yeah. The MCU, the MCU did pretty well with uh, placing...
1: Different entom- movies? Yeah. Yeah.
2: I like how they fit them in...
1: Oh, we're still in phase one.
2: Oh, I know. I'm just very excited <laughs> for them to learn about it. I know. And by them, I mean you listeners. 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 So Thor
1: happens, and we finally get to see a little bit more of the universe. We get to see a little bit more of everything. And that leads us into The Avengers, which is the movie that kind of just shook everyone. When that came mm-hmm. out, No, everyone knew it was coming since Iron Man, but... When it came out, I just remember everyone being like, holy shit, (laughs) it's for like a good couple years, and that was the shit. And from that point on, you knew Marvel had everyone by the balls. Yeah. It was perfect. You got to see every character that you wanted to see in the Avengers, almost every other character.
2: visually.
1: Oh, yeah. It was like... The battle in New York. Right. It was was crazy. That's a battle that shakes the very fabric of the (laughs) MCU itself right like it's something that's constantly talked about in future movies and TV shows because it's something that changed a lot of different lives which is cool you know I loved seeing these different events in Marvel and how they affect everyone that's that's why I started reading the comics in the first place because something will happen in X-Men but it'll also affect somebody else in a different storyline so right. if you like what happened you can go read what happened to them too.
2: That's what I, I was just about to say that I love that too that's a big reason why I read comics yeah. like books I feel like books and comics are a little bit different in that sense as books are like a storyline right. and one. comics are like you can jump from this book right. to this book and it's like this comic is about the it's awesome. And
1: there's like 12 issue arcs where you know that it's going to wrap up in 12 issues or something. So you know the pacing. You know how a story is supposed to go in comics. You know what I mean? Right. And with movies, they kind of translate that pretty well in these phases. They do a good job of, like, this, 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 this. We'll lead up with a big movie, and then we'll start all over. And we'll do that a couple times and get bigger and bigger and broader and more cosmic and more crazy and galactic. And then, boom, the big... Granddaddy of them all, so I'm really excited for, for all of it. You know what I mean? I, I've loved the build up so far, and Avengers was like a big stone in the water, like made a huge splash, and everyone was like, "Holy shit!" That movie, it like changed how, the movie industry saw, working in a grand scheme story or a universe. Because then, after that, there had been other movies that are in the same universe as each other, and they work in Easter eggs and and different continuity like twists. And I think Avengers and Marvel at that, at that era, uh, they really kind of just nailed it and everyone took notice. So from that point on, Hollywood was like, Holy shit. Superhero movies have us by the balls. After Avengers, Iron Man three came out for me. I wasn't a huge Iron Man three guy. I think, um, at this point it just got oversaturated one, two, then there's three and three was just way too crazy and technical and I get what they were trying to pull. I, uh, Iron Man needed to be drugged back to a, a human place. Yeah. For everything that was going to happen later in the MCU. He needed to come down from this high, you know what I mean, of being this rock star. And he needed to be, like, drugged through the mud a little bit. And Iron Man 3 did that more so than Iron Man 2. But I just didn't care for it. Yeah, you know, the fake Mandarin and the, the whole bad guy thing was just kind of not my thing. But... Leading out of that, we'll have another movie which was honestly uh, one of the worst received Marvel movies ever. This was kind of a dry period which for Marvel. One? Thor two. Mm. Thor the Dark World. And this one I
2: haven't seen that this
1: one. one was the second movie to kind of introduce a Infinity Stone. It was the ether, the red reality. And it was sucked into Jane Foster, Thor's girlfriend for a while and they got it out and dark I don't know, it was just really sloppy for me. It was a sloppy movie.
2: It sounds like it went a lot of different places that might not have made sense.
1: Yeah, and like Thor's mom dies in it, just kind of like out of nowhere. You're <laughs> Wait, like, who is Thor's mom? Uh, I forget her name.
2: Have we ever met Thor's mom? I'm confused. Yeah,
1: it's like Thor and Loki's mom. How, but... You see her a couple times, like in in Thor and yeah. Hmm. I forget her name.
2: Damn it! I was but she's on like you. a witch,
1: kind of. She's witchy, and okay. she taught Loki all his witchy stuff. Anyway, um, Thor two just didn't really work that well. I mean, it did do a good job of introducing an Infinity Stone, just like Avengers had the Tesseract. That was cool too.
2: I like the newest Thor, or not Thor, yeah Thor Ragnarok.
1: Oh, we'll get there.
2: I know. I'm We're sorry, guys. She's I'm so jumping excited, ahead. You
1: guys, she does not like. No, I don't
2: seem like it. I'm just such a mellow person normally, like talker. So I'm just like, yes.
1: Oh yeah. I just talk mellow. fast. Yeah. yeah. Yes. <laughs> you were hyped up. <laughs>
2: I know. I have my moments where I'm just like, ooh. But then <sighs> I reel it back. I reel it back. People. So right
1: now we're at a very kind of low point, in my opinion, at the MCU. We're at Thor 2, Iron Man 3. in yeah. In the timeline. This is a very dry period, but it gets resolved, and it gets satisfied by Winter Soldier. Captain America 2, Winter Soldier. This movie turned the MCU on its head, literally. It's been said before, I'll say it again. You find out... That the entire time S.H.I.E.L.D. is corrupted by HYDRA and the government is corrupt and all this shit, Captain America and Black Widow and Falcon and Bucky have to just, like, fucking go ape shit. You know what I mean? And, like, pretty much figure out how HYDRA did this and all this stuff toppled the government. It's pretty cool. It's a huge political movie, which is something the MCU hadn't done at this point. They hadn't tried to make a movie that was political
2: right right yeah i was gonna say a show but that's dc so
1: yeah dc has a couple but marvel strays away from stuff like that but winter soldier was very political and i loved mm-hmm. that it pushed the boundaries of the universe
2: i don't know if i've seen that one to be honest oh my
1: god you gotta watch it i know action wise is one of the best marvel movies yeah? Like stunts and stuff. Oh, it's I love very that good. shit. I'm going to have Captain to
2: watch America it. Captain America
1: takes down a fucking heli- heli- carrier, her helipad heli- thingy by himself. Think
2: brain. <clears throat> it's oh, like, it's <laughs> like
1: not a helicopter. It's a little plane thing that shield built. It's like crazy, but he takes it down by himself.
2: Nice. All right. Pretty all dope. Right.
1: Without a gun or anything.
2: No, Just I really, I don't know if you've noticed, I've said action a lot, but I love y- action y-action. and movies.
1: She loves the action.
2: and Action. Action.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes.
2: That's what they yell. Yeah,
1: action! 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 So, Winter Soldier brought everything to a crushing halt. And you found out that everything's corrupt and dirty, and you get a start over. Hmm. And right around that time, we get introduced to a ragtag intergalactic team of misfits. And, oh who, God. and who is that, Tori?
2: <sighs> the Guardians of the Galaxy.
1: Yes one of my favorite teams in the MCU i would say
2: i wouldn't you know i'd have to agree with that i wouldn't say my top mm. right now but i'd say one of my just
1: yeah and just they're the impressive same. Like the way that. they work and the the skills that they have when they become are a unprecedented. team i yeah. should say when they become a team when
2: they become on a team on their own
1: they're kind of dysfunctional but as a Ugh. family they're great and that's oh, what makes them Danny. a good movie to watch the guardians of the galaxy introduced us to the power stone and it introduced us to the nova core Nowhere, uh, The Collector, all these different people and places that are important in the grand scheme of the MCU, and it really taught you how big the universe is, because you still got to see Thanos.
2: Right. Yeah. Not for as long as I thought we would, but we
1: did. I mean, you got to see him in a couple clips, which is cool, because he was interacting with Ronin. but... I love Guardians of the Galaxy. I think that's one of my top three favorite movies in all of the MCU right now. Followed shortly, which in the timeline, a lot of people don't know this, because the movies came out three years apart, I'm pretty sure.
2: Huh.
1: I think. It was like 2014, 2017, yeah. So, in the timeline, Guardians 1 and Guardians 2 are three months apart. That's crazy. It's really not that long. They had been Guardians for a couple months, and then this other world-shattering event happens. Like, that's crazy to and think about. And they
2: continue to have world-shattering right. events.
1: That's so crazy to think about. And then Ego happens, and Peter learns more about his lineage and all of this. Yandu sacrifices himself.
2: We'll just have to bring it up, because I'm sure everyone's seen it. The whole baby Groot is Groot's son thing. Your opinions...
1: I think it's a way of saying that the Groot we see now, baby Groot, isn't the same Groot as Groot. It's the same consciousness, Mm -hmm. but it's like a hive consciousness. If there was two of them, it would be really one Groot, but that can't happen. You know what I mean? So, like, every time he dies and another piece breaks off, it'll become the same consciousness, but he just won't remember his previous Self.
2: Well he is a plant He is We have to remember that so it's like
1: technically you could say that the palm tree I have in the corner has a baby that's growing on it. It does. So like you could you could use that kind of language with any plant. It doesn't really make it true like he's not the son of Groot right you know
2: no I it's just
1: don't... a weird way of saying it. I feel like it's just people trying to make theories p- truth.
2: Well, of course. Everyone's going to have their theories, too, and everyone's going to have a way to make it appear to be true or make you really believe or question yourself. Like, Am I wrong?
1: I was walking in the toy aisle (laughs) the other day. Oh, jeez. No, you want to know why I do this? Spoilers. Because they'll release toys, and then I'll look online and see pictures of toys. They'll release toys, and the toys are spoilers for the movies, and they don't even realize it. They released a toy, and it's Thor's new hammer. And it's got wood as the shaft, like Groot wood. And I was like, that's very interesting. And now I have a theory, and I'll share it when we get to that point of the timeline. I cannot wait. I know. So Guardians 2 happens, and we're still just blowing our fucking minds away in this time. Remember, people, this is not the timeline of when the movies came out. This is in the universe and what time it, place, it takes place. So after Guardians 2, we, then Age of Ultron happens, and Ultron rips shit up. We get introduced to Vision, Quicksilver, Scarlet Witch. The world is turned over again, but in a weird cosmic way on Earth. So we get the Mind Stone creates Vision, and now we have another good guy on our side, which is great. Because Vision kicks ass. He can kind of do whatever he wants. And you have this sense of unity. They saved the world, but at a huge risk and a huge cost. Uh, Quicksilver actually ends up dying, but it's not a huge deal because he sucks. I honestly like the X-Men version of Quicksilver better, where he runs super slow to the music. But that's just me, I think. The MCU kind of compromised... Scarlet, Witch, and, Bl- and uh, Quicksilver when they didn't make them mutants. I think that's kind of a weird decision, but I don't know. There's they, It's artistic expression, and I get that. Uh, after Age of Ultron happens, we get introduced to one of Tori's, probably Tori's favorite MCU character.
2: <laughs> don't even with me.
1: And it's played by one of her favorite <laughs> actors, probably her biggest boner crush.
2: Yeah, um, Ant-Man, Paul Rudd. Ooh. does
1: anyone have any orange slices yeah (laughs) I love Ant-Man
2: he's so fucking hilarious man
1: and the movie in the beginning takes place in the 1980s and it shows like Hank Penn and Howard Stark talking and then it flashes to present day with Scott Lang becoming Ant-Man and you kind of get this whole like fun comedy sense it's such a fun heisty kind of movie after Ant Man happens, um, a big fucking change in the MCU again. Another hammer drops. Civil War, and we see this huge conflict where the King of Wakanda dies. Uh, this treat or this um, document's gonna sign that's pretty much gonna put limitations on the Avengers and make them like pretty much soldiers of the world and they get called upon or they don't and they don't have the right to just rush into shit because they've had so many casualties when they save the world yeah and That's
2: true
1: so half of them want to sign half of them don't Cap and Iron Man are pretty much at crossroads right now and Bucky is the prime suspect to everything It's a crazy movie you get to see more characters in this than most pretty much any other Marvel movie Black Panther Spider-Man is introduced. Ant Man's in there for a while, like Vision, Scarlet Witch. Everybody's in this movie. Um, if you haven't seen it right now and you're watching Marvel movies, you're doing it wrong. So watch Civil War for real. That's one of my favorite ones for as well. Real. Right after Civil War in this in timeline, uh, Spider-Man: Homecoming.
2: That was a pretty alright.
1: Yeah, that was a great movie. I like
2: that they introduced how they introduced Iron Man, and I like that he was like all. Suit and tie, and right, you no, know I'm saying he was
1: the mentor to Spider Man, which was great.
2: He was hilarious to him, he was such a jerk, but he needed it like that's why he was a jerk. Cause this kid needed it, and I like he was how he's way too ambitious. Yeah, can I? I just want to spoil the end, it was awesome. Go ahead, go so... ahead. I just like how Smiling. spoilers. I like how even though it's like you should have seen it by now, anyways, I like how he like um, Spider Man thought Tony Stark was trying to. Um, trick him in the end to see reporters and shit, and he turned it down. Well, maybe not in the end-end, but you know. Towards yeah, the
1: end. that was cool. Spider-Man had kind of grown up by the end of that movie. It was a tear yeah, session. that's
2: because Tony was a jerk to him, but it's because the kid needed it.
1: Right, pushed him into a spot he needed to be, and he you became a baby? hero.
2: My baby too. I personally story. baby two types of things. kid, like Babies, baby babies, and, and animals. animals. Yeah, 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 I
1: know. Anyway.
0: <laughs>
2: he not a baby.
1: Spider Man's not a baby. Don't treat him like not a
2: baby. Uh,
1: anyway, after Civil War uh, and Spider Man happens, which is. Spider Man's cool because it kind of shows you some of this home video of Civil War, like Spider Man takes and shit. And it jumps back and forth a little bit in the timeline. It's cool. But uh, after that, we put Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange happens before and after Civil War. It's complicated, and just listen to me here, people. If you'll remember. The first part of Dr. Strange, his life was normal. The second part, he turned into Dr. Strange. There was months between that, almost like a lot of months, when he tried different stuff to heal his hands. Yeah. He got frustrated, and that's what led him to the place where he found his training. In those months that were happening in in this healing, that was the Civil War. And after Civil War, he became Dr. Strange. So it's kind of a weird timeline twist but that's how it works out and then spider-man kind of happens along the same time as the end of doctor strange and after that obviously we get pulled into thor ragnarok which is awesome and that's quite a bit of time between spider-man and thor ragnarok it's weird this is where the timeline gets a little confusing and it's because of thor ragnarok and the fact that they go to Sakar. Sakar they even say time works differently there. When Hulk became Banner, Thor told him it had been two years since Ultron. It could be even longer. We don't know that, because time works differently on Sakar. So, yeah. After that, uh, we've pretty much been introduced to every single Infinity Stone at this point. And the last movie in the timeline right now is one of the craziest movies I saw, Black Black Panther. Did you see that?
2: Uh, Black Panther? No. No? I went to see Game Night.
1: Game Night? Yeah. Oh my god. It okay. was awesome. Well, that's cool. But Black Panther was pretty good. It wasn't my favorite. Honestly, I'd say it's about the middle of the pack.
2: I heard it was hyped up a lot. It was really well, hyped I, up didn't a lot. It, okay, so what I heard, it wasn't like horrible, but it wasn't as good as people thought it would be or assuming it to be. But I guess that's based off opinion. Teach their own. Yeah. I would like to see it though. I need to. I know I need to. I'm slacking. You're slacking. I'm slacking. <laughs> Shit.
1: No, but it's pretty good. I, I liked it, and I, but I had some complaints. So.
2: Yeah? What are those?
1: The main character didn't really have that much struggle. You kind of knew what was going to happen within the entire movie.
2: Like Black Panther? Okay.
1: Yeah, the guy who played Black Panther. There, I knew where he was going the entire movie, and he didn't have really any internal struggle. He was totally motivated the entire time and knew what he wanted.
2: Well, maybe that's a, something new for a character. I feel like every character up until then has had...
1: That's kind, kind of a key over. aspect of a, a hero. Mm. He's just like, yes. <laughs> like, I don't know.
0: Mm.
1: I liked it, but I had some complaints, like I will say. But throughout this like journey, as you've noticed, like, as we've been talking about these movies, it kind of opens up through Captain America to Iron Man to Hulk. It's very basic, and Thor. Avengers was the first... Team movie that kind of proved you can create a multi movie franchise. Iron Man three, Thor two, Winter Soldier was a huge shake up. Guardians was the galactic.
2: I feel like crazy opening. I feel like visually, Guardians is the best.
1: The best like part of the MCU. Yeah. I wouldn't disagree with you visually.
2: Visually, yeah. I'm going based off I think that's where visually. they really went
1: cool. I think yeah. Ultron was a crazy step two visually like yeah. the end sequence when they were fighting all the ultrons that was crazy yeah it was like avengers 2.0 but better you know like the avengers movies have always been very good that's why i'm really excited for infinity wars because like they've had really good breaks in between the avengers movies and i think they can keep this momentum going after infinity war
2: right
1: but so like you got it all opened up Guardians, Age of Ultron brought it back to Earth. Ant Man kind of expanded it into a different comedy universe. Civil War brought everything to a halt and shifted it. Spider Man was that rebirth, a different, like, youthful aspect of the MCU with a new Spider Man and a promise of a new Spider Man movie afterwards. Yeah. Which I'm really excited to see that because that means he's not going to die in Infinity War if there's a new Spider Man movie coming.
2: I would be very excited for that also. I feel like this last one ended pretty well. Like, It was a good movie.
1: It's good to know that they have the kind of sorcery tap down with Doctor Strange too. Yeah. Like, I love that aspect of the MCU. Like, that's their domain. That's what they guard. The mystic threats, you know? Yeah. They're not always the physical threats. That's why he's not specifically an Avenger. That's really cool. And I like that they said a lot of this in New York. He's in Greenwich Village. (laughs) Like, that's really cool. I like that. And then the Thor Ragnarok kind of brought it back to that comedy, but tipped hats to a lot of different Marvel references that people wanted to see. Like, uh, Planet Hulk with Korg. Stuff like that. Contest of Champions with the Grandmaster. Like, they did a lot of really cool stuff.
2: Yeah, I agree.
1: The MCU has totally... Evolved, And I think mm. that's what they needed to do to keep this thing going. And to keep the Infinity Stones going.
2: Yeah, you can see it if you just watch all the movies.
1: That's the one thing we're really not going to tell it. you is where the Infinity Stones are. Because if you haven't figured that out yet, you kind of have to watch all these movies to figure it out. I'm not going to tell you where they all are. All I'm going to tell you is that Thanos is coming for him, people. And it's going to happen.
2: And it's going to be big.
1: Based on the trailers, he's at least got the power and the time, I'm pretty sure. So that's pretty fucked up. He can do a lot of damage right now, and we'll see what which stones he gets by the end of the first movie. I'm really excited. They released a new trailer.
2: Yeah?
1: Yeah, and it shows Steve Rogers like pretty much like fighting Thanos.
2: I need to watch this trailer. Yeah, he's I've like gr-
1: grasping his hand and shit. What? We should watch it. You want to no. watch it or no? You'll watch it later. We'll watch it later. Okay. Well, fine. Fine.
2: <laughs> they can watch
1: it later, too. You guys should watch the new fucking Infinity War trailer. It's yeah, crazy. You should. We should take a second, though, and remind people about our friends at Midwinter. Yeah, we if should. If you guys haven't heard of Midwinter, it's a crazy fucking cool comic. We actually mm-hmm. introduced... Uh, you guys to Kayla who's one of the creators uh, first season it was episode 10 and we interviewed her about Midwinter which we still have and I fucking love it and they're making more of it which I'm excited to help them out with they have a kickstarter you guys should go to their kickstarter go to midwintercomic.com and click the support tab it'll take you to their kickstarter where you can get the entire comic uh, through that campaign so it's kind of a cool way to support a local indie comic creator. Plus, I
2: think they have a little gift for you.
1: Yeah. You get Check little gifts out. when you donate different amounts, you know, on Kickstarter. Check so.
2: it out. They're awesome. The art is amazing. Let's remind everybody, these are some local artists also. Yeah, from Omaha. From Omaha, yep, yep. support local art. They're awesome. The, um, You'll just, oh my gosh, the pages are beautiful. I'll just say that.
0: And I the really like that they keep, they
1: keep to the manga style and yeah. it's like black and white and everything. Like, yes. I'm a big fan of their work. And the first time I read it, I fell in love with a couple of different characters. And I still, Kayla, if you're listening, I still want my little mini shot of that character. So she owed me a picture.
2: Like
1: what? I forget the character's name, hmm. but he's like the goofball in the story. Hmm. And I, I kind of fell in love with that character. And I was Aww. like, please. He was like the old defense of magic guy for the hospital. it was awesome. And then the main guy just kind of beat her out for it. <laughs> <laughs> beat him out for it. And he's just like... nah. It's he's, he's a fucking cool little character. But yeah, you guys should check out Midwinter. Uh, midwintercomic.com uh, If you like what you see, hit support and help them keep making comics. Uh, I'm not sure how much they've raised right now, but the, what they're raising right now is for issue 7. Yes. So, so get issue 7 out help Midwinter Comic out, and help more Omaha local comic book art make a stamp yeah. on the world. I want Omaha's comic book art to keep flowing so we can make a name for ourselves as comic book creators.
2: Yes. Preach.
1: Preach. <laughs> Let's take a second to preach again for one of our very, very nice sponsors, Macabre Scents. Macabre Sense was established in 2015, specializing in scented candles and perfumes with a darker twist taking only the best soy wax and essential oils to recreate some of your favorite horror and cult classic films within a candle. Night of the Living Dead, The Craft, Nightmare on Elm Street, Hocus Pocus, Evil Dead, and Psycho, just to name a few. Want something more unusual? Macabre Sense store owner Candace is the inventor of the phobia candle. Are you afraid of spiders, dark woods, or even coffins? Well, Macabre Sense has a candle for that. Taking a combination of essential oils to recreate or soothe your fears. Macabre Sense is on Etsy at Macabre Sense Store. Also, find them on Instagram and Facebook for shop updates and pics. Smell the fear. Discover the strange and unusual with Macabre Sense. <laughs> What's new, you ask? Well, all their candles are now. Available with frosted glass for an even spookier feel. And they've added liquid perfumes as well. There's a lot going on at Macabre Sense. Find them at, at, on Etsy at Macabre Sense Store. Macabre Sense is a proud sponsor of the Weekly Geekly. All right, that sounded like a great fucking deal. I don't know about you, but I loved it.
2: Loved it. Loved
1: it. I'm gonna go actually, maybe get a candle.
2: Yeah, and light it right now. You you know which one
1: I like? I think my favorite is uh, the Clockwork Orange one. Mm Mhm. It just smelled really good. Yeah. And I like that it was orange. (laughs) Yeah. I was like, this is pretty cool.
2: I love all the names, also very creative. Never
1: sleep again. That was pretty cool. (laughs) Yeah. Yep. Yeah, you guys should check them out.
0: Check them out. Check them out. Do it.
1: And check out Infinity War. Yeah. They're actually releasing it a week early now. So mm. that's going to be fucking nuts. April 27th, I'm pretty sure. Woo! I'm getting tickets. We should get tickets and review it.
2: Review.
1: Review. We you will, people. We reviews. will review the shit and probably crap our pants during it. So don't you worry.
2: At least you won't be there to smell it.
1: I will smell it. <laughs> <laughs> I anyway. Was like, um, anyway. Thank you guys for listening to our Marvel recap. I'm sure we didn't cover absolutely everything, but we covered everything we could remember and everything that we thought.
2: But trust us, if we think of anything else, we'll probably make another podcast about that.
1: Go back and watch those movies and remember where the Infinity Stones are, people.
2: Remember. Remember. Remember.
1: The 5th of November. As always, (laughs) I'm Mikey Coljean.
2: As sometimes, I'm Tori Kroll.
1: And you've been listening to The
2: Weekly Giggling. Giggling.